0: Hit our music for June 18th, 2020 is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday, BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, Hit Our Music, a professional wrestling podcast every Thursday, and The Media Files. Now hit our music. Music is a weekly professional wrestling podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always this week by Dan. I can say as always now. You've uh you've been here every week so far.
1: Yeah. Uh today I'm not gonna lie. Today work's been kicking my butt. So I've had some long days. So, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna power through this. I I might have to hot tag you in to kind of carry this,
0: but uh we're gonna get That's through okay. it. That's okay. I feel yeah. like I, I feel like I need to let you talk more. Uh every time I edit this episode, I'm like, man, I still talk too much. <laughs> I always talk too much. I talk too much in every podcast that we do, but it's hard for me as a host not to talk.
1: <laughs> well, and you know, cause you you've been doing this much longer and then, you know, for a while it was what just you and Frank doing things. So, you know, I mean, it's, you and know, Frank we'll, we'll doesn't talk.
0: Frank <laughs> barely talks now. And that's why he's hardly even on podcasts anymore, but Frank doesn't speak. So for a while there, 90% of our shows was me and it sucked. <laughs> People Baby get tired steps. of hearing my voice. Baby steps. But as usual, we're going to be talking AEW Dynamite tonight. You and I just finished watching the weekly televised event. And I'm not going to lie, uh, not the strongest episode of Dynamite.
1: OK, I'm glad I'm not the only one feels <laughs> that way.
0: Like uh, literally during the main event, I looked over to Jessica and I was like, man, the show's been kind of boring. Like yeah. th- there were some pretty cool moments that we're going to talk about sometime over the next 30 minutes or so. But for the most part. It was more or less a filler show. You can definitely tell that they're putting all their focus on Fighter Fest right now. And, you know, that's still taking place, what is it, July 1st? And July eighth, and yes. I don't know if you saw, but um, I was kind of reading the NXT stuff as it happened tonight. Uh, it looks like they're building up to have two amazing shows on those two days as well. Go figure.
1: <laughs> I did not. I did not see
0: that, but I get that makes sense. They're doing a. Um, they're. Do, I don't know when this is happening, but they're doing a triple threat North American title. Uh, Keith Lee defending against Finn Balor and oh man, somebody else, Johnny Gargano maybe. Um, oh. Uh... Uh, that would make sense. Whoever wins that match is going to go on to take on Adam Cole July 8th in a winner take all match. Oh, shit. So someone is going to be the North American and NXT champion on July 8th. Adam Cole or whoever the North American champion is. At okay,
1: that Okay, Well, yeah, they're trying to bring the heat then. With Like uh, I said, they're definitely
0: trying to bring the heat and uh, uh, kind of go up against Fighter Fest here. So it's interesting. Hey, like we talked about, I think last week, you know, competition breeds competi- uh, excitement. So
1: exactly competition. You and me win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. We win.
0: Wrestling fans win. Exactly. Uh, But Dynamite, like I said, definitely a filler show tonight. Uh, It was still good. The wrestling was still fun. They still had a lot of storylines evolve and kind of move forward. And it was a good show in that regard. But it just kind of fell flat throughout the entire two hours. Uh, They kicked off with the AEW World Tag Team title match. It was Hangman Page and Kenny Omega defending against Dustin Rhodes and Cutie Marshall. And I like what they did here with this match. We kind of talked a little bit bit over the last uh two weeks about what they're doing with Cutie Marshall and Allie, having her come out kind of toward the end of that match. And almost seemed like she was like her and Brandy kept giving each other the eye, but then at the end, like they were standing right next to each other and <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they, I'm not uh, exactly
1: still I, sure I still, where they're I still, going with yeah. this.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I still don't know where this is going, and I still, and I mean, like you said, that that's kind of cool, but it, it still just doesn't feel like it makes sense at the same time. How are we supposed to forget that she's also the bunny? Literally, like one, literally three weeks ago, she was on Dynamite as the bunny, if I'm not mistaken, and then two weeks ago, she was on there as Allie. Like literally, one week bunny, next week Allie. We're never gonna mention the bunny again, and we even still have the butcher and the blade out there because they were out there during this, well, not this match, they were out there during a, another match, but they're still out there, they're still on, you know, on TV, but no bunny. <laughs> yeah, i I
1: noticed also and the last few weeks that they're wearing all white now, where they used to come out in all black. And all black, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, it's confusing, not exactly sure what's going on, but it's got my interest, so I am curious to see, because yeah, it was weird that she wasn't there to begin with, and then I was like, okay, she'll just, you know, she, what I assume was going to happen was that she would be a distraction and end up costing them the belts, but she really wasn't a distraction
0: at no, all. Not at all. She literally kind of stayed out of the way, kind of stayed up on the ramp until the match ended and then just kind of helped Cutie Marshall up. <laughs> so I, I still don't know, man. I still don't know how I feel about this whole storyline. I think it's weird. I, I think Ali was better as the bunny. I think, I mean, in my opinion, but we really haven't seen what she's going to do with Cutie Marshall. So I guess that's not a fair thing to say. Um, I just I'm not digging it. I'm not digging it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's 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 confusing more than anything. Right. I mean, it's but I, I do like that for the what the second week in a row, AEW's kicked off with a pretty good tag match to yes, start the show.
0: Absolutely. And uh, obviously, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page getting the victory. No way. The uh, what are they called? The natural nightmares. No way. They the, were going to be picking up uh, yes, the, uh, the titles. Yes, the natural nightmares. Yep. They were not going to become the champions tonight regardless. So uh, it was a fun match, though. was. then we had probably my favorite match of the night, (laughs) second match of the night, my favorite match of the night, because it finally showcased two women that haven't really been showcased yet on Dynamite. Um, Anna Jay and Abaddon. These two have been kind of featured on AEW Dark a lot. Uh, Anna Jay's been featured in the crowd a lot. Abaddon's only been there once. She wrestled on Dark um, back a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, something like that. And this is only her second match in, in AEW. And they did announce after this match that they, like she signed. like they Okay, hired her. <laughs> yeah.
1: I I had never seen her before. So when she came out, me and the wife were like staring at each other like, what the hell is going on? But it was... I I love her look. I think, um, if anything, this speaks volumes on uh, what AEW, you know, the creativity that they let their uh, wrestlers have. And I... I don't know how she came up with with this, but her the look is crazy, it's scary. it's
0: I, I love it. yeah, so she 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 refers to herself as the living dead girl and she reminds me a lot of and I have to look it up because I'm not remembering her name. your wife would know um the the girl in impact who did like the undead bride gimmick. she probably wouldn't so- would, uh... young. Does that sound familiar?
1: It does not. But like okay. I said, I'm looking
0: at I... I'm looking it up. Uh, is she not on here? Do they not have the the women on here? Do I have to click on? Oh, I, have to, I bet I have to click on knockouts on. Huh? No, that's just Jordan Grace. Oh, I have to actually click on knockouts. I forgot. That's what they they don't just call them wrestlers in, in impact. No, uh, Sue Young. Yeah, it is Sue Young. OK, Sue, Sue Young is the uh, like the undead bride or whatever. And and she has like a very similar look. Reminds me of her kind of like a cross between her and Rosemary, both from impact. Huh, OK. That's that's kind of what I got from Abaddon, but I like her look. She definitely is is very unique to AEW, and is somebody that they really, really, really need to to build up and focus on. She she could be a a, a big time star like best way to put it she could be a big time star for their for their women's division and i kind of was talking to jessica a little bit i wonder if anna J is getting shoehorned into a position because of chris statlander's injury because anna J kind of was always on the sideline for a while and now they have room to kind of kind of do something else exactly exactly
1: yeah so and is she joining the dark order order? exactly Right. So we kind of got two weird things going on there because the Dark Order does come out, helps her up, but they also give an envelope to Colt Cabana. Yeah. And I think we find out later on in the episode that it is a contract.
0: That's what it looked like based on like just what we were able to see from the pages. And that's what Jessica kept saying. It's a contract. Mm -hmm. And it it just makes sense for it to be a contract. Uh, I I really think I really think Colt Cabana is joining the Dark Order. And I'm so excited to see what they're going to do with this whole Anna J Dark Order now. Because bringing a a, a girl into the Dark Order is super cool. And they're finally doing more with the Dark Order as opposed to just these vignettes talking about joining the Dark Order and Brody Lee kind of bashing his own people. Now we're getting to watch them grow into this, like, almost like, uh, like a Ministry of Darkness type thing. <laughs> and, and it's really cool. I like cool. it,
1: and I prefer them going this way instead of Brody Lee bashing. Like, it, you know, that was, I, I get where they were trying to get to assert a dominance, but I kind of like what they're doing, like, this way. I, I, I like it a lot better. It's It's got a better vibe to it, and I, I I like it. And I'm very curious to see where it's going, like you said, you know, with a Cole Cabana and a J. I just, I cannot see Cole Cabana in Dark Order, so it's got me very intrigued to see where they're going with it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting.
0: Uh, from there, we have Billy with Austin Gunn. I mean, come on, it's Billy Gunn. It's funny, they can't yeah. call him Billy Gunn. So they have to literally say Billy with Austin Gunn. So that way, the gun is still included. <laughs> 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 and they're part of the gun club. They're so, part mean, of the gun club. And we also I mean, saw, what's his other kid's name? Colton Gunn. Uh He, yes. he kind of came out uh, with his dad as well. So that was kind of neat. Uh, but Billy taking on MJF. This wasn't going to be a fun. I mean, this wasn't going to be a crazy match. This wasn't going to be anything that was super interesting. It was literally just, you know, to get MJF over more and, and to build up more heat on him. Yep, and that's the exactly what they did. The classic heel win. The yep, classic that's heel exactly win, they you know.
1: But the crazy thing is Billy Gunn's been wrestling longer than MJF's been alive.
0: Billy Gunn still looks. Looks really good. Yes, too.
1: he looks good. Still He's has, jacked, still has. It. He is yes. jacked. Still, that dude takes care of his
0: body for sure. Something that I'll be jealous of for probably most of my. life. It's funny that just like he he really doesn't care about WWE anymore either. There, his, so That's the way to go, though, right? His entrance I mean, music is basically the Degeneration <laughs> X theme. Did you notice that?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it oh, even yeah. starts
0: out with the with the green like line. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean hey I mean you know he just embrace doesn't care. It. Yeah, I mean why? As long as you're not I mean you you just you you tiptoe that line. Tiptoe it uh, uh, and whatever. I I I I love
0: it. Um before the next match we found out that Penelope Ford is actually getting a title shot at Fighter Fest. I you like and I this. just talked about we, this. We just talked about this a few week. Weeks
1: ago. Yep.
0: Well, I think it was last week. Was it last because week? I think last week was the dynamite where Penelope Ford ended up picking up the victory on Hikaru Shida. Oh, in the tag that, match. Uh, tag match. Yeah, yep. that was either last okay. week or the week before. So we literally just talked about this, and it's it's happening literally two weeks away. So she is getting the title shot. She's not going to win. We we know that she's not winning. But it's exciting that she's actually getting a chance to showcase what she's learned and how far she's come over the last couple years
1: exactly that's exactly what we talked about it how far she's come that you know that they're rewarding her for her hard work and saying hey we recognize it you know let's put you uh, let's put you on for the strap and you know let, let's put on a good match yeah so very this is also this the match. uh
0: also the segment where we saw big swole drive off with Britt baker uh, in lo- a hilarious I dude i loved that it was so funny it was classic, um, classic Undertaker drive in the limousine, where to type oh, of a thing when yes. when the, when the wow, window falls yeah. down. <laughs> Classic attitude era stuff, man. That's what I like.
1: Yes, and I and I I love how how much they're keeping Britt Baker relevant. Like I love it. Uh, I love hearing her talk crap on Shivani and all that stuff. And the way she's she Jessica's her. favorite
0: part of AEW.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a great thing to watch. And like I said, you know, it was she had so much momentum going, and then you know she hurts her knee, and it's like, how are they? You know, how it's so hard to keep you know
0: injured people relevant, and they're doing this such is how a you do it. Of it. Yes, this, this is, is exactly how you do how you it. One hundred. <laughs> WWE struggles with that. Sometimes they do a pretty good job like putting Samoa Joe on commentary when he was injured. Samoa Joe's great on commentary. He really so is. So that was an amazing move, and now he's probably gonna be stuck doing commentary until he retires. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, sometimes it just works out when they're injured. This is how you do it. Like, you know, she she is so relevant. She's still the most, one of the most interesting things each week on Dynamite. She she stands out with her uh, Rolls-Royce Rolls-Royce, uh, yes, freaking I Freaking wheelchair week, and, yeah. This week
1: she had the little pulley system up to the stage to give Shivani notes. Oh, my like, ripping his tie and all this, like, just the little shit like that. But It's I, so, I, I funny. It. It it's so it, funny. It is. It's so funny.
0: Yeah. But then we have the TNT Championship match, and we finally got something that we were wondering if they were going to do since they kind of announced this Open Challenge Weekly thing. Uh, Cody defending against Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks coming to us from NWA Power and the Independent scene. I was super, super excited to see him on Dynamite tonight. I know you weren't familiar with him, but as as someone who watched Power Weekly when, you know, they were filming, I think they are kind of struggling right now due to the pandemic stuff, but um, back before all this started, NWA Power Power was very, very exciting for me. Uh, Jessica and I ordered two of the pay-per-views from, from NWA back then. We, oh, I mean, wow. we, were, okay. we were really digging NWA Power. But uh, Ricky Starks, man, he was the TV champion over there and just is a really entertaining good wrestler. And him and Cody put on a great fucking match.
1: And I like that they kind of had the clip of him like cutting a promo before the match too. Like I like that they kind of give that opportunity to these guys. They're not just showing up wrestling we kind of get to see a little promo.
0: Yeah, this felt like a like a actual debut of someone mm-hmm. that's signed. So I have to wonder if if Ricky Starks is going to be sticking around. I hope that he is. I hope this isn't another Jeff Cobb type of situation where he only shows up for one Dynamite and then is gone. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I would like to see Ricky Starks stick around. I think he would add a lot of excitement to oh, yeah, it was AEW's a great match. roster. Yeah, and speaking to Jeff Cobb, come on, we need him back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah. I, like you said one match and then he and then he's gone you know we want these guys because him and Cody did put on such a great match you know there could be a story uh you know later on down the road
0: absolutely, absolutely. and we it's what
1: I'm glad uh I did make note
0: of this it wasn't the main event it was not the main that. event yes like I said I almost feel like somebody in AEW is listening and that's hey. cool. <laughs> yeah. Just,
1: hey, just drop a drop a five star uh just just star. let us know you're out there. Yeah. Hink, yeah. Hint, wink please wink please if you are us. listening.
0: Uh, like I said, there's not too many AEW focused podcasts. So if somebody wanted to find us, it's not too difficult right now. <laughs> no, not hard at all. <laughs> not too difficult to find us right now. But that leads us right into the next tag team match and kind of where I, I made this joke that I think somebody's listening. Uh Jimmy Havoc and Kip <laughs> Sabian, the uh. super bad. Squad this week. Last week they were known as the uh, Super Bad Death Squad. This week just the Super Bad Squad taking on the Young Bucks. Uh, because you and I talked about last week how you know they're they're overusing death. We had yeah, the Super Bad Death Squad, with, Death Triangle, yeah. uh, death everywhere, and just it's it was overused. So I like Super Bad Squad better. I, I think dropping death, yeah, dropping death was a smart move. And this was a fun match because this is where we saw the Butcher and the Blade come out and you know start talking trash to the young bucks and we saw ftr come out standing on the young Bucks side kind of you know just really showcasing how strong the tag team division is right now
1: it, it really is and that's why you know i talk about how they could kick off the show and they end up closing the show with a tag match as well it's 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 so crazy how many great tag teams are in aew and i absolutely loved it
0: yep absolutely I, I now my dream is for the Usos to eventually make their way over oh, to AEW. God. Now Dude, now like- that F T R is there, my, my dream is for the Usos. And then honestly, man, I'd be satisfied. <laughs> Wow. I was sad when they announced that the Usos re-signed with WWE last year. I was really hoping they would let contracts, uh, let their contracts run out to move over to AEW because a lot of people have been wanting to see, you know, the Usos take on the Young Bucks type of a thing.
1: Man, now I never even thought about that. Now I want that to happen.
0: <laughs> That's the last tag team that I that I want to see move over to AEW uh, because other than that, man, they don't need any more tag teams. Well, I was just, just need, about to say, how they many need like, help in the singles what are tag division teams now? are there that
1: WWE have like that?
0: Yeah yeah and WWE still needs some good tag teams so yeah
1: but just yeah their tag team division is is rough right now
0: yeah so it's exciting that AEW is building I I love it I think it has so much more to match strong tag division because it it makes their show feel different it makes the whole dynamic of AEW feel different because they do focus so much on the tag division and and I think that's really what I like uh Young Bucks did pick up the victory though this was a good match like I said it it furthered the storyline that they're trying to tell between these teams, especially FTR and the Young Bucks. Like I said, I really think this needs to be an entire summer build, and then it needs to cap out on uh, September 5th at All Out. Like that's when this match needs to happen.
1: Well, hopefully, like you said, they're listening and and they will let us, you know, let it. But build Dan, here's up the thing: if they the are
0: listening, then they heard that crappy idea I had about a Tony Hawk wrestling match because <laughs> uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater or Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Remastered comes out the day before All Out, and like I said, man, it just makes too much sense. <laughs> Uh, if that happens,
1: dude, somebody for
0: sure is listening. If Tony yep, Hawkins, Because that's up, the only way. Only way. That, you're absolutely yeah. right. Only the way only way that should way have that happened is, is by my dumb idea, so. Yes. What else did we have before the main event? There was that Brian uh, Cage uh, yeah, we got a promo. promo in the typical AEW promos, but I don't know, I don't know if you've noticed. That's one of their uh, only kind of spots that they have to film promos. That's where they keep filming the Lance Archer promos. Uh, now that's yeah, where the they the Brian very yeah, that, that bridge is gonna look familiar going yeah. forward until they can start moving around and filming in different cities and locations when they travel again. <laughs>
1: Hey, as long as the promos are good, I don't give a shit. You know, the promos they've been cutting there have been great. and I'm fine. But with now
0: Brian Cage stole Canyon, shtick, man. Now he's starting to go, who better? Yeah. Nobody, you know. Yeah. Who better than Canyon? Nobody. Still not sold on him. I am, dude. Brian Cage looks like a fucking star. He looked so good standing behind Taz, man. He, Dude, that dude is jacked. He is built. I really think he's the next AEW champion. Is it he too, needs is to it, be. Is it too unnatural? Is that what
1: turned turns me off. I don't know what it is.
0: Maybe. Maybe it's that Scott Steiner type of thing from like the late 90s where it just, it doesn't feel real, but It was but he too is. much. Yeah. yeah. It just, Yeah, just, I mean, listen, you know, I'm not accusing the guy dude. of using
1: steroids, so let's, no, I'm I, not. Well, you didn't know. even
0: mention Steiner. I did. <laughs> you, uh, yeah.
1: So, uh, you, well, you, I did say the unnatural look. Uh, of you course. Know, uh, of course. I'm sure he freaking works hard and probably has a strict protein diet of freaking, I don't, whatever. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe this match with Mox will. Uh, will change my mind and maybe because I'm such a huge fan uh, of Mox as I'm wearing his shirt right now while we record this podcast. Maybe that's what's turning me off.
0: I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. See, and I'm not a a huge of a Moxley fan as you are. So I like the guy, but I think he's also kind of (laughs) boring. OK, so I, don't, so I don't know. OK, I don't know his his like when he is allowed and when they allow him to do the crazy, you know, you sick fuck chance type of wrestling that he's good at and that he's known for throughout like his early career when he was crazy. I like that side of John Moxley when he's like stuck just kind of wrestling Trying to, to be wrestle <laughs> being a normal wrestler. He's not the best wrestler around. So his matches do tend to get boring to me unless there is some of that hardcore excitement added like his match with Omega. That oh, was my amazing. God. That was yeah. amazing. Like yeah. that. One of my one of my favorite matches in AEW so far. So that side of Moxley, I really get into the regular side. I think he's kind of boring. But then we had the uh, the main event for a tag title shot at Fighter Fest because the best friends currently have that opportunity, but they were putting it up on the line against Chris Jericho and Sammy Gavard our uh, Les Sex Gods. Les Sex Gods. <laughs>
1: I, uh, I really thought that uh, Les Sex Gods were going to win this match. I did too. I but thought I'm they were going to do a I'm glad they turn. didn't. Me too. Me too. I, I love best friends. I love to see him get the opportunity. Um, So I'm glad they didn't take that away.
0: Yeah. And, they, and they're definitely seems like they're doing or continuing something with uh Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho because they had. Uh, I love what they did with this. Yeah. They had him or Orange Cassidy. They had him outside during the match with, you know, pretending to be like a camera was a, guy. He to be a cameraman. Yeah, the old cameraman trick.
1: Because <laughs> I honestly didn't think we would see Orange Cassidy. I thought, you know, he had his ass beat last week, you know. Yeah, maybe take kind a week of selling the injury whatever. type of a
0: thing. Exactly. So as soon
1: as I saw him grab the foot and cost them the match, I was like, oh, yes. And then we Yeah, Jessica know, we looked and it. she's
0: like, was he supposed to do that? And I was like, it's it's probably somebody. Like, we're, yeah. we, we don't, Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I thought she, she wasn't sure if it was supposed to happen or not. She thought it was an accident at first, but yeah, super cool. And it almost makes me wonder if they're doing like Jericho versus orange Cassidy at fighter fest. Maybe
1: they are. You didn't see that at the end. It it, it ran over. I did not. So, yes. They announced right at the end after all hell broke loose. Uh, they announced at the end that it's Cassidy versus Jericho at fighter fest. And I am super excited for that. Much.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I, I was in a little bit of pain. I, I did roll my ankle earlier today and I was trying to like get the dogs outside. So you and I, could no, it, this it literally rolled as,
1: over like past ten o'clock, so I wouldn't have which, caught it. Which
0: is a first for AEW. Yes. This is the first time they've been allowed to do a runover. That's kind of exciting. I did not know.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I you know, I, I hope they don't do it every week, but if they do it, you sprinkle it in here or there. I, I when I it will makes enjoy sense. That. When Correct. it makes sense. Yes, in this time it made sense, and yeah, so they announced it right there at the end, like probably like 10.01, uh, 10.02, that we are going to get Cassie and Jericho at Fighter Fest. So it, it should be a good match i love that um i was trying to think of another example um but like jericho like you know kind of working with these young guys uh really i think shows uh, Well, that's what much... he wants to do exactly that's what i like you know jericho's in it same because, thing with matt know, hardy who was on young young commentary guys. for yes, this match exactly
0: he just wants to work with these guys and help them like you know evolve their characters and just get better as wrestlers so that the next generation of wrestling isn't fucked because right now it is. <laughs> well,
1: and you look at WWE right now. I mean, they're having a hard time with what's going on, and you know they don't got any like young talent that they can go out there and put a put put them together for a few weeks or get you from pay per view to pay per view. You know, like this is where AEW to me is ahead of the game because you have Jericho, Matt Hardy teaching Cassidy and um, uh, uh, Jesus Sammy Guevara uh, teaching these young guys and showing them showing them the road and showing them some new things and I mean how cool is that for Cassidy and uh, Sammy Guevara to be able to be in the presence of two huge names in the wrestling business Jericho's you know been all over the damn world uh, it, it's so cool and I, I love to see what is going to be coming when uh, of these guys here in a
0: few years absolutely I love hearing you talk about wrestlers names because <laughs> as you always say each week you are terrible at names you I just also, invent names as you're talking
1: <laughs> I, well I see here's the- the thing like I I, I feel like my mouth moves faster than my brain processes it's just something I've I've always dealt with and uh, I, sometimes I don't realize that I'm doing it and I'm just yeah <laughs> and probably like right now and I feel like I do that a lot at work sometimes and I'm talking to guys and they're just looking at me and I'm like yeah I'm probably talking too fast right now and I so I, no, I feel it's not like even I do too that-
0: fast you just like like I said you just pull names out of the ether <laughs> and sometimes they're the right names and sometimes they're like close but you have different vowels in there <laughs> You know what? I, I blame that on
1: uh, being a half British, half American. Maybe that's my British part trying to come out of
0: me. <laughs> like you, like Sammy Guevara is Sammy Guevara. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tully Blanchard is Tony Blanchard. I've noticed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just it's funny to me, and I'm gonna point it out every time. <laughs> no, that's
1: fine. That's fine. That's just gonna be my shtick. I um, yeah. We just with we just
0: we just call people. We just make up names as we go. <laughs> hey, as
1: long as I get it in the ballpark, right? I mean, that's yeah, all. Yeah, they just. know who you're talking about. Who gets exactly. A shit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, star rating for this dynamite, though. Oh,
1: man. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd have to drop mine down. I mean, I know you. Yeah, so There's no you. way you could
0: give this one four stars. I no, know you're kind of stuck no, in that four, four, four star area. I'm going two stars on this one.
1: I was thinking three. I was thinking three. So we both dropped it down a star.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going two stars on this one. It was not that strong of a dynamite. Still had some entertaining moments, but it it the, peaks, the overall but it just wasn't wasn't that great for valley, me. So. Yeah.
1: But like you said, they're waiting for five. Spiderfest, right? I mean, that's when we're going to get the exactly, good
0: shit. exactly, because we already know. Let's see. We, we have a little bit of a lineup for next week's Dynamite already. They've announced Sammy Guevara taking on Matt Hardy. They've announced Brody Lee and Colt Cabana taking on Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela, which is interesting. They've announced uh, Wardlow taking on Luchasaurus in a lumberjack match. That, that kind of was set match. up during the MJF Billy Gunn match because yes, they had MJF they sure and Wardlow at yeah, attacking Jurassic Express and then kind of everybody spilled out around the ring. So that's kind of where they set up that Lumberjack match. Uh, FTR in action next week, taking on the Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rhodes and uh, Cutie Marshall. And then John Moxley will be in action with Taz on commentary. So what,
1: what I do like is that we don't see some of these guys wrestle every week. And I think that's nice. You know, they're not getting shoved
0: down our throats. Right. They. They rotate and they they don't overexpose their wrestlers
1: no but they still keep them relevant you know like on the sidelines or you know during certain things they keep them relevant but we're not they're not shoving them down our throats we're seeing them in like the same matches every week it's nice and refreshing that we get a break
0: right absolutely uh dan before we get out of here we were talking in our discord the other day about like what is the greatest wrestling match in our opinions because d- backlash you know it was Edge taking on Randy Orton and it was billed as the greatest wrestling match ever and it was a far cry from the greatest wrestling match ever <laughs> it kind of wasn't even like I like I said in Discord it's not even the greatest match in WWE history it was just a good match yeah but I want to know
1: getting Edge hurt by the way
0: exactly <laughs> which not even the initial taping it was the retapings where he got hurt I did not see that yeah so it was like the match was filmed and then they're like well we want to change some things and then he got injured when they were changing some things. So that's rough. That is really rough. I asked in our discord, what is the greatest match of all time, in your opinion? And I invited other people to uh, to answer. So Kyle, who from the Maxville podcast and the media files, also from level said uh, Hell in a Cell, Undertaker versus Mankind, 1998 King of the Ring was his favorite wrestling match of all time. And I and I think that's
1: a great choice. Uh, I 100 percent think that's a good choice.
0: Uh, Severin D said Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles versus Christopher Dan- uh, Christopher. Daniels from Impacts Unbreakable 2005 pay-per-view. I remember that match. I remember it being really good, but I'm I need I would need to go back and watch that one for sure, because I don't remember it like as fresh as I should.
1: I didn't start. I'm trying to think when I started watching Impact, like when Hogan and uh, Flair were there. So like probably when I started watching it, because 2005,
0: 2010s, yeah, somewhere in that era,
1: 2005, I think I was still recording raw on a VCR because I used to work midnights So I didn't have a whole lot of flexible ways to
0: watch stuff. That was right out of our high school days. So, yeah, yeah. you were two two years removed and I was just one year removed by that point. So, man, (laughs) that seems like so long ago. Uh, Severin D also mentioned Sasha versus Bailey from TakeOver Brooklyn. And that's an amazing choice. That's an amazing match.
1: Uh, see, I didn't even start watching NXT until it started on USA.
0: Oh, the problem is you just ain't
1: got a lot of time, Brian. I am. Oh a lot my of God. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah,
0: I know, man. You, missed, know. The, you missed the best I, days I of missed NXT. Some
1: great, I know I watched some great
0: NXT uh, matches for sure. Yeah, you've missed the, bec- the best days of NXT then for sure. Uh, let's see here. What do we have? Anyone else mention anything? Um, nope. That I was would, it. Some, that was it in our discord. So. Didn't
1: somebody joke around with one? Was it Cobra versus Sacco? Oh, that was Kyle as well.
0: <laughs> was that Kyle? Okay. I mean yeah, somebody was, posted that was, something That is was a him throwing in there. Yeah. The Socko yeah. versus Cobra, yeah. Santino and McFoley. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Greatest match of all time, Dan. In your opinion? In your opinion?
1: So I, you know, I I did grow up watching wrestling in the 90s. I watched. I didn't watch like as much of it as you did. So I I enjoyed the 90s, but I really enjoyed um the CM Punk years. I am a huge CM Punk fan. Uh, it's kind of uh somebody I look look up to with you know some of the things. Like I just I love like the way that he presents himself and you know talks. So the storylines, you know, the pipe bomb. Um, everything leading up to that, you know, talking about the brass rings and you know, all this. I I, I can really relate to some of the things. So I the build-up to this match um was uh let's see, July 17th, 2011, Money in the Bank, John Cena versus CM Punk for the belt. CM Punk's contract expired at midnight. Who was winning? And it was in Chicago. That's one of the greatest pay-per-views of all
0: time because of that storyline.
1: Yes. Just the, the Raws, like that, those were some of the best years of in my my opinion for for WWE, where the CM Punk years, the just the promos he was cutting and he, and it just it didn't even feel like it was like fake, you know. It just felt like it was literally something that was eating up inside of him, and he was just letting it out. His frustrations about how he was treated with company, just you know, and just uh, the storylines was so good, and just the build up to this match, and it was like, are they really gonna, you know, is he gonna win and just take off with a belt? And I wish um, that when he, cause he did, you know, spoiler, he alert, did, yeah, yes. Spoiler he did word. win the belt and I it's think you know, it's almost. the famous photo of him sitting on the uh, sidewall uh, with the fan and blowing a kiss to Vince McMahon. Uh, I'll never forget that uh, that photo, that image will be distilled to me. And uh, the only thing I wish they had done was after they let him uh, win the belt and, you know, let his contract expire, I wish he would have taken like a few more weeks off before he showed up with the belt. Because it uh, was
0: only like two weeks or three yes, weeks. because they had that fake. I feel like they it was the, only two weeks, though.
1: Yeah, they had the fake tournament um, for the, the champion and they let John Cena beat Rey Mysterio. And then this is when CM Punk debuted his cult of personality music because he still had the uh, yeah, that's kill what Stop using kill switch, yeah. yeah. So I remember that song playing, and I'm like, you know, because I didn't know this was still back when like WWE was good in writing, and you, you were on your edge of your seat. And I remember Colts in person, I remember John Cena, like, is that uh, I can't remember who had the uh, money in the bank at that time, and he, that's what he kept asking, you know, is, is Albert, uh, maybe it was Alberto, is Alberto, might have been Del in? Rio,
0: might have been Del Rio that year,
1: and then CM Punk shows up with a belt around his waist, man. It just, I really enjoyed that storyline, like, so for me, my greatest match was was yeah John Cena CM Punk I can't believe Money John in
0: Cena's in your greatest match of all time. Me, that's, that's neither, interesting, man. That's me, interesting.
1: Neither. I I am shocked, but that uh, is interesting.
0: For yeah. for anyone that knows me, my answer is not going to be um super like crazy, I guess. Uh for me it's Kazuchika Okada and Kenny Omega from Wrestle Kingdom 11 back in 2017. Oh wow, okay. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh okay. I think New Japan Pro Wrestling probably has the best professional wrestlers. Uh at least at one time, they did. Now, a good chunk of those guys are in AEW. So <laughs> Yeah, I was
1: about to say, a lot of them moved over here.
0: Yeah, but but NJPW still has some amazing professional wrestlers and, you know, are, are just able to consistently put on amazing matches. You know, you look at Tetsuya Naito, you look at Kazuchika Okada, Kota Ibushi, Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr., all these guys that just, you know, set the bar. Jay White, they they carry, carry NJPW to these amazing matches. I am a huge fan of um uh Hiroshi Tanahashi and Hiromo Takahashi who is the uh you know who goes around doing the uh, the time bomb gimmick and dude I just I, I freaking love NJPW I wish that they would start doing shows again <laughs> I think there's rumors or that that they are gonna start doing shows here soon. I miss watching NJPW. <laughs>
1: What uh? Is that what channel was that on? It used to
0: be on Access TV. Okay, but I thought now it's uh they, they have their own network, kind of like WWE Network, NJPW World. That's what I watch it through.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, I, I watch it through NJPW World, but it's just dude, it, it's it's great wrestling and it's exciting because you have that and you have AEW and you have all of these exciting promotions, even WWE to an extent. You know, you know sometimes they produce really good stuff. So uh, it, it is an awesome time to be a wrestling fan, as we say each and every week. But I think we're done. I think we've stuck around long enough in this virtual ring. What do you say we get out of here? I know you, uh, it's 11 o'clock, Dan. You got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, 5 a.m. comes
1: early, man. 5 a.m. And I've been working some longer days this week. So, I'm actually, 12 hour days. Yeah, they've been kicking my ass.
0: All right. Well, we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Hit Our Music Professional Wrestling Podcast made possible by Love it on Games.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful to be dropping over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash games and click that follow button.
1: Dan, speaking of Twitch. Yeah. Uh, I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash crazy. 11 K-R-A-I-Z-D-1-1 I stream quite a bit Uh, yeah just finished Subjectory Become Human and uh, we'll be starting a big one on Friday so I cannot wait for Last of Us 2.
0: Are you streaming this week or are you kind of taking the, the week off because you're working some longer hours and then just um, coming back on Friday with some Last of Us?
1: No I'll probably stream tomorrow I'll probably play some I want to try to beat Trip, Shipwreck uh, I got it from that Icho or, ich, Icho Ichio, or whatever Icho yeah yeah. yeah yeah I got it from that bundle so I streamed that the other night a little bit it's uh it's got a lot of Zelda vibes to it so I'm really enjoying it so I'm hoping to maybe maybe I can squeak that out tomorrow and then start fresh with some last of us too. But I try I try not to let work get in the way of me doing something that I actually love to do. So Right. Absolutely. We power through. And
0: if you like games, go check out our uh gaming podcast, Max Level, every Monday. Stalking us on social media. It's perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, those will be the places to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. In that description box, you will also find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and you can interact with me and Dan in the wrestling channel every time is live. Do it. Uh theme song of the week this week, Dan, I juice get the choice this week you chose uh, last week you had us listen to best friends right I think it was best yes, friends last week yes, and this week we are going with Abaddon Abaddon who made her official dynamite debut tonight looks like the name of her theme song is upside down and dude This one is pretty fucking rocking. Like, this is a good theme. I'm excited that it's already been uploaded. I'm excited we're able to play this one. So we're going to close out today with some upside down Abaddon's theme from AEW. Now hit the music. Music.